Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into a brand new episode of Out of Line. Uh, I am going solo today, so probably going to be kind of a short show. Uh, anyway, a lot going on. Uh, NBA Finals, uh, Celtics lost Game 7 uh, when they had a chance to make history. Um, John Morant potentially getting suspended for the whole season. I'll tell you why I don't actually believe that very much. And uh, obviously, another edition of Unnecessary Wagers. And I'll be making uh, a pick, and I'll be making picks in the uh, Heat Nugget uh, in the uh, NBA Finals game on Sunday uh, against the spread and over under. So, all right, let's get into the show. Where are we at in society today? Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. Obviously, we have a lot to get to today. Uh, Celtics, they collapse in game seven. Uh, I'm taking a lot of uh, pity pleasure in this because I'm a little bit bitter about that team. Uh, obviously, it went from uh, coming back down from they, they had a chance to make history coming back down from three nothing to potentially uh, I mean, potentially making history. And then they couldn't do it. Um, I think that the funny thing about this is that they would have been. I mean, as much as they're getting buried, deservedly so, the Celtics are getting buried because uh, they were by far the most talented team left in the East. I mean, especially after the Bucs lost. Um, they should have been able to walk to the finals this year. The East this year is very weak. They should have been able to walk into the finals, and they couldn't. Um, what I do find kind of interesting is that if they were able to make history by coming down, by coming uh, back from being down 3 nothing, they would have been praised, undeservedly so. Because it says a lot more that they that they would have been down three nothing than that they had to come than that they came back uh, against a team like Miami who should have been who talent wise at least uh, was a much weaker team than uh, than Boston. Uh, obviously, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are they seem to consistently certainly this year be a lot worse in the playoff uh, or not a lot worse but considerably worse in the playoffs especially in game seven situations uh than they were in the regular season i mean last year on the show i would win a whole bunch of money from betting jason tatum unders that's really all i did um and uh and uh it's so obviously it it ended up leading to all of this stuff about uh you know 
super max deals and what do they do in the future? Should they break up the, should they break up uh, Tatum and uh, Brown or whatever? First of all, like I said, I think it might be a little bit of an overreaction to want to break them up. Um, although the flip side, because I mean, first of all, I don't think it's inconceivable that this team could win a title uh, just because they tend to not be as good in the playoffs. First of all, I don't think that you have to be an historic, a historically great team to win a title. You don't. I mean, you don't have to, you, you certainly don't. It's a lot of it is just the luck of the draw, especially in the East. Uh, I mean, this year they easily could have come out and won. Uh, they should have. They absolutely should have. And even though they have nothing to show for their talent, basically, that doesn't mean that they can't actually win anything. Um, this year was their year. They should have been able to do it, but they couldn't. Um, but the flip side is you don't really need to be that great necessarily. I mean, to come out of the East. I mean, was Miami that great this year? They they weren't. I, I mean, but that doesn't mean that, you know, giving Jalen Brown a super max deal, which would be $59 million a year, is worth it for them at all. Um, it, I mean, I don't think any NBA player right now makes that kind of money. Um, a lot of people are talking about them getting Damian Lillard. I mean, if they were to have Damian Lillard instead of Jalen Brown, they would certainly be in a better position than they, uh, than they once were, uh, than, than they were this year. For sure. Uh, so, you know, it, it's not that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the problem per se. Uh, it's just that if one of those guys is your best player, you're probably not in the best position um, because, you, I mean, or at least you can't you can't confidently say that we're going to continue to go back to the finals if you're the Celtics. That we're gonna if you can't be confident that you're gonna win if that's what if that's the best you have, especially with super teams in the West and really dominant players like Jokic and uh, I mean it, it just doesn't feel realistic in today's league for that to happen, um, especially against a team when they show it against a team like Miami. Uh, I mean Miami is not a deep team. They're not. I mean. In game seven against the Celtics, only two players, Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin, scored more than 20 points. Everybody else on the team outside of those two guys were serviceable at best, if not useless, because many of them were useless. Um, so I guess we'll see where it goes for the Celtics, um, whatever. Uh, I, I, it looks like, uh, from what I hear, it sounds like they might try to go after Damian Lillard, but I guess we'll hear we'll see more about that in the offseason. Okay, so the NBA Finals, um, obviously going on right now. Uh, the uh, it, Right now, it seems, from what I saw last night, it seems like this series is over, to be honest. Not over yet, to be fair, but not over yet, technically. I mean, a lot of things can happen, but these teams are not in the same league. They're not in the same category. Um, I don't see it at all. Jokic was a it was extremely dominant. Um, Miami, to be fair, they were not as good. They were a much. They were not a typical eight seed. To be fair to Miami, they were better than most eight seeds. Miami, uh, they had a lot of. When you consider context, they had a lot of injuries throughout the year. Uh, Jimmy Butler missed like eighteen games. Uh, if not for that, they would be a little bit higher. 
but even a fully even Miami with their full roster is not even close to where Denver is right now. Uh, yesterday, even though it was only like an 11 point game, I feel like it was, I, I feel like the score does not always tell the full story. Uh, that game was not close. It wasn't. I, I, I don't think that Miami really had any chance. Um, I say Denver in five. Denver's going to win in five. I, I say, I, I think Miami could certainly pull off a win on the road at some, uh, a win at home. But I mean, I don't see them. I don't see it being much more than say a gentleman's sweep. Uh, I don't see much more than that. Um, I, I mean, just when you look at what, just when you look at like the depth of Miami, I mean, Miami, I think that like them beating the Celtics, like I said, said a lot more about the Celtics than it did about Miami. The Celtics ended up, they, okay. So let me look at Okay, so the Celtics on hold on a second. On in game seven, the Celtics went tw- they went twenty-one percent. The Celtics went nine for forty-two from three. That's twenty-one percent. Um and this and Miami went fourteen for twenty-eight. So they were pretty good from three, but I think it, it's more accurate to say Boston lost the game. Uh, than that Miami really won the game. Uh, I mean, in Tatum and Brown combined from three were uh, were two for 13. So, I mean, I, it, it's not like Miami, Jimmy Butler had one of his monster games and they, and, it, and, you know, Miami was just unbeatable. Obviously that's not what happened at all. So right now, it's it, these two teams are in two separate levels. I feel like this year's finals, it's like usually there's there's at least somewhat of a storyline behind the finals and teams are in it. And it usually it looks like both teams were the best or possibly the best coming out of their conference. And it just doesn't look like that right now. I mean, I certainly do think it looks like that from the West. I think Denver really proved themselves, but you know, with Miami, it almost seems like a consolation prize because everybody else just stunk. Everybody else blew it. Um, they don't have a lot of depth. They have Jimmy Butler and I mean, right now it looks like they have Jimmy Butler and everybody else and everybody else is inconsistent. Everybody else, everybody else, I feel like uh, it, there's just a whole lot of inconsistency with all the other players on Miami. Uh, it, I mean, they're there's just a whole lot of inconsistency and it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to do much Uh, on last night. The only play. Okay. Last night, the only player to score more than 20 points was uh, at a bio. Jimmy Butler looked Jimmy Butler hardly did anything. Uh, And the other guy uh, and then Gabe Vincent and Hayward and uh, Haywood Highsmith had good games, but I mean, this is not going to be cons- this is not consistently going to happen. I mean, it, when even your star player isn't uh, is only putting up like thirteen points. I mean, it, it's just not even close. These two teams, it's not close. I mean, like I said, Miami could certainly Miami could certainly steal a game at home at some point. But I mean, just in terms of ability, it, in ter- like Jokic and Murray right now look even Aaron Gordon look. <laughs> I mean it other than Jimmy Butler, those three players alone are head and shoulders 
above everybody else. Not to mention KCP hard, uh, and Michael Porter Jr. didn't even have very big games, which they certainly could in, in the future. I mean, it's, it's not like everybody on the Nuggets had an amazing game. So outside of Butler, I feel like all the talent on the Nuggets is head and shoulders above Miami. Uh, and you know, like I said, they're really, it seems, it feels like a consolation prize, basically. That's what, that, that's what it feels like. It really does feel like a consolation prize from the East. And uh, like I said, the, and the East this year was just not very strong. So it, it, it just doesn't feel like much uh, the Nuggets. If, if, like I was saying last series that whoever wins the Nuggets-Lakers series uh, is going to win the finals. And I still feel that way. Even if Miami is not swept, I feel like the Lakers are a much better team than Miami. And if, if the, and I mean, I know they're swept, but if the Lakers had ended up winning this and it had won, had beaten the Nuggets somehow, uh, I, I don't need, even between those teams, I think there's a big talent gap. Um, so it, it just, the series feels kind of over. Um, I'd be interested to see what the ratings are because it wouldn't surprise me if, the public felt the same way um, because it rarely ever feels over after one game. It rarely ever does. And it's not that it really, I mean, on paper, it doesn't look over because they didn't win by that much. Uh, and it's only one game, but in terms of the talent, it just doesn't it, like, I just don't realistically see Miami actually being able to pull anything off uh, other than maybe a game. And even if they win two games, if this somehow goes to six games, I would be surprised. Because they would have to win two out of three at home. And I don't think Miami could do that. So, anyway. Uh, there is some John Morant news that I want to get to. Um, so, obviously, Adam Silver said that they were looking at John Morant uh, getting suspended for an entire season. Um, I find that hard to believe. Uh, I find that very... It seems a little unusual that something like that would happen. Um, Brian Winhorst, Brian Winhorst also said, "Expect the worst for John Morant." Um, I don't know how much. Honestly, no, I don't. I, I don't expect the worst. Um, I think that when you when things like this are hyped up, um, it, it reminds me a little bit of tornado warnings in the Northeast. If if I get a tornado warning in the Northeast, I usually don't take it that seriously because it's usually not that bad. Um, it's the same kind of thing with something like this. It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like, unless based on the additional information that Adam Silver has, that he says he has, unless it involves something unbelievably heinous, which it probably doesn't. I don't think John Morant is like a murderer or anything like that. I think he's just has really bad judgment. Um, I find it really hard to believe that this is going to end up happening. It's very uncommon for players to get suspended an entire season. I mean, Miles Bridges had a domestic violence case and only got suspended 30 games. I mean, I, I, I find it a little hard to believe that what John Morant, like whatever additional information they had, that this is going to lead to a, a full year suspension. Um, and for everybody, like for Brian Windhorst to say, expect the worst. Like, I just don't. Um, and I recommend anybody else don't expect the worst because it probably is not going to be the worst. The worst is a full year suspension, which rarely ever happens. Um, and what John Morant did probably is not going to probably would not get him usually a, a full year suspension. Uh, it, it's very hard for that to happen. I mean, the most 
outside of, I mean, other than maybe a sub, because sometimes in in these leagues, substance vi, substance abuse viol, substance use violations might lead to something like that after multiple violations. Um, but other than that, it's very hard for that to happen. I mean, if he was involved in like like a shooting or something like that, anything short of that. There is no way that I feel like he would be suspended a full season. It's just I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and by the way, if you think about it, how often do players get suspended a full season, especially a star player like John Morant? It does the NBA no good. Uh, it, and, and it also just doesn't seem to fit the crime. It, it wouldn't seem to fit the crime. Um, it, I, I just find that hard to believe. And for everybody and if people hype it up like this. I feel like it's going to be a dud. I mean, there's going to be a suspension probably, but what? I mean, 30 games at most. I, I don't think it's going to be much more than that for a full season. I, I just find that very, very hard to believe. Um, and, and what information does Adam Silver have that would lead to that? Or it, it, it just seems a little bizarre to me. And it, and uh, and I do keep seeing a lot of stuff about how um, it's probably a harsh pun. I mean, like it, it. What I do find kind of bizarre is that Adam Silver is not willing to announce it yet. Um, I don't know why. Maybe that means it's harsh, but it probably is. I mean, a harsh punishment is tw- like a twenty a twenty game suspension is a very harsh punishment. So it could be a harsh punishment, but I don't expect him to be suspended a full season that just sounds i feel like players especially in the nba right now they they have way too much power for something like like that to happen and it's it would be really unusual it would be really unusual if john morant were to be suspended a full season um even though like i'm don't get me wrong he's really stupid he's been really stupid with his actions but it's just like is anything he did worth from what we know at least worth a full year suspension probably not it it probably is not um so with all everything going on right now with sports winding down um i do want to get into some uh sport uh, i do want to get into some of my picks heat at nuggets uh so my so it seems like the spread is pretty similar for sunday's game right now it's eight and a half right now denver is giving eight and a half um and the over-under is 215. It's actually, the over-under is a little higher than I expected it to be. I thought it would be lower, considering last game was a lower-scoring game. And Miami doesn't, I mean, they have Jimmy Butler who can put up a lot of points. But most of the other players are either a bunch of role-player outside shooters who are very inconsistent game-to-game. Uh, Gabe Vincent is not going to put up 19 points every game. Uh, I mean, Bam Adebayo put up 26 points, which is unlikely to happen again i mean i would be shocked if he puts up more than 20 uh next game and it that was a relatively low scoring game i'm surprised it's uh that high again um yeah and I, i'm actually a little bit surprised the nuggets uh i feel like it's gonna go i mean don't get me wrong it's three days away, two days away it's gonna change a little bit uh so i feel like it might go up to nine and a half maybe maybe even ten within the next couple of days uh, for the Nuggets. But right now I'm taking Denver minus eight and a half and the under. I'm really big on Denver right right now, Denver and the under. Just Denver seems like a much better team right now than Miami. And like I said, the 11 point difference 
in yesterday in last night's game, uh, it, it just felt like a much bigger. Like I don't like I'm the type of person like sometimes I say I don't care what the score was. That game wasn't close. I feel like like I said before that game was a lot further. I feel like the that game was more of that game was not as close as 11 points would suggest. Um, and as, and I like the under because it, it just feels like too high. I can't expect Miami to score enough to cover that spread. I don't expect Miami to score enough. Like they just don't have enough scorers. I feel like for that game to be very high scoring and nuggets. I mean, I think that the Nuggets can score a lot of points when they're against other high-scoring teams. Like, they can score a lot of points against a team like the Lakers. That might happen. But against a team like Miami, which is not that high-scoring, and and even against the Lakers, they didn't always put up that many points. I mean, if if you're looking at, you know, the last series, they they put up more than 120 points a couple of times, like twice. But most of the time, they don't put up that many points. And they don't, they're not that high scoring of a team, the Nuggets, compared to some other teams. Like, and it, and if against a team like Miami, I feel like they're not going to do that. So 215 feels a little high. Um, I know my, betting unders is not as much fun, but I, I just don't think Miami's going to score enough in order to, uh, to keep, to hit the over on this. Um, okay, so I do want to get into un- my unnecessary wager. Uh, another adi- – uh, here it is. Let me bring it up. All right, so here's my unnecessary wager for this week. So Nuggets minus 8.5 uh, over uh, – uh, the over 215. Uh, I don't – I meant to take the under. <laughs> okay, like, but okay. Pretend that says under because I'm going to change that. Um, Denver minus eight and a half under 214 and a half. Uh, Mets minus one and a half. Uh, Met, yeah, Mets minus one and a half. Uh, and the Dodgers money line against the Yankees. Um, so this is actually a pretty humble, one of my more humble parlays that I've put together. Um, one of my more humble parlays. So we'll see how this works out. So, all right. That's going to do it for today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Um, I might be back next week. I'm not sure yet. Um, But all right. If you're better, good luck on your bets and enjoy the games this weekend.